Chain, chain, change, chain, chain, change. I don't even know the words, but isn't it just change is the only word in that song? Hey, everybody, Harlan Williams here, the Harlan Highway. Welcome, Earthlings. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. We have a wonderful show for you today. Just fabulous. Oh, it's fabulous. Um, today we will be talking about uh, you. Because today we're dipping into the Harland Highway mailbag. You guys send me all kinds of letters at harlandwilliams.com. And we haven't dug into the mailbag for a while. So we're going to see what's on your minds and read some of your letters. And I will reply and respond as best as I can. I'm going to respond as best as I can. And uh, you never know what people are going to write. It's a lot of fun. Uh, also, um, the Harland Highway question of the day... <laughs> I saw, I caught a guy out in public pulling a little bit of a hissy fit. And I think he had a justification for his hissy fit. I won't tell you what the hissy fit is, but we'll talk about it in the Harland Highway question of the day. It made me laugh, but it also made me feel sad because a grown man had a little bit of a hissy fit and it raised a big question. We'll, we'll cover it in the question of the day. So here we go. Let's get ready to rock and roll. This is. The Harland Highway! Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce... The Harland Highway. I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What's he like, anyway? Oh, he's an angel. He's an angel straight from heaven. You're going to need a bigger potion. You're listening to Harland Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face? And a reason why! Oh man, what do you expect? The guy's a gigolo, man! <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! You just don't turn it off! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Weird. Just plain weird. You know what I mean? I'm still alive. Well, I'll tell you what I won't give you, you muckers! I won't give you the satisfaction of saying that I'm sorry! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money for it, believe me. The Harland Highway, question of the day. Okay, here it is. Here it is. It's kind of a simple one, but it's an important one. Are, 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 you, are you one of these people that gets mortified, crushed, despondent when little details aren't met when you expect them. Case in point, I was at a McDonald's the other day and I was uh, I went inside. I didn't want to do the drive through thing. So I went inside and I lined up and it was pretty crowded. And uh, it was kind of just that peak moment where there was, there was probably like, you know, 20 people waiting in line to, to get their McBreakfast. And everyone was there. They'd call number 52, number 127, number 49, number 342, which, by the way, I, I don't know why the numbers jump all over the place like that. Like when you used to go to a deli, it was like number one, number two, number three, number four. Now it's like number 48, uh, number 422. It's, it's like it, it jumps like... Did they miss a bunch of people? Did they? But anyways, that's not the point. What I'm saying is one guy went up and got his food and he grabbed his bag and off he went. He went out the door and I was there probably about two more, three, three minutes waiting for mine. 
because it was busy. And all of a sudden, this big, tall, skinny kid, probably about 25, 26, black T-shirt, surfer shorts, baseball cap, you know, just like a dude, right? And he comes walking back, and I, I see him go up to the counter to the girl. He goes, oh, oh, you forgot to put the hot sauce in. And she goes, oh, we don't have any hot sauce. And he goes, what do you mean? She goes, well, we, we ran out. We don't have hot sauce. He goes, wait a minute. You don't have any hot sauce at all? No, sir. We, we, we ran out. We don't have it. So no hot sauce. Is that what you're telling me? Y- yes, sir. No hot sauce. Well, come on, man. I mean, that's the whole reason I ordered this stuff. Like, for the hot sauce, you don't do it without the hot sauce. You know those little packages like you get at Taco Bell, the little ketchup packs? So I guess McDonald's has hot sauce for, I don't know if they have a breakfast burrito. I don't know what you'd put hot sauce on at breakfast. But this poor guy, you can tell, is... is <laughs> and I laughed because <laughs> it was so important <laughs> to him. I got I swallowed a bug. It was so important to him to have that hot sauce, like... The flavor of his whole meal pivoted on the hot sauce. His his decision to come to this particular place, spend his money, and get this type of food was entirely built on the fact that when he got the food, he was going to be able to add this delicious hot sauce, which created the flavor that he desired and made the eating experience just perfect, just where he wanted it to be. And when there was no hot sauce, suddenly he's just like in his head, he must have, well, now I just got breakfast burritos. What's that all about? I could get a breakfast burrito anywhere, man. What, what is it? What is without the hot sauce, man? And it, it was so funny because he, you know, he stormed out. I saw him. He walked, he huffed past everyone and his eyes were kind of full of rage and, and sadness Kind of like, uh, I don't know if you ever saw like uh, the Madagascar movies where there's this one little creature. I forget what it was. It was a little furry guy. And every now and then when he wanted to get his way, he'd do these great big, huge, like, like puppy eyes. His eyes would get huge and tears would start coming out. <laughs> the guy looked like he had a bit of that going on. And he just kind of huffed out. He was mumbling. He said, oh, man, that's why I come into this place. And I don't got any hot sauce. I want to, can't believe it. I came all the way up here. And then you know, I went to my car and I came back. And I don't know. And I felt bad. But I, I got to admit, I was laughing. <laughs> just that mumbling. The angry mumble. <laughs> it's like. It's like you got nowhere to put your anger. It's like, look, they got no hot sauce. They can't go in the back and, like, you know, pour a bunch of, like, chilies in, a, in an old cedar bucket. And All right, everybody, take your shoes and socks off. Everybody jump in the cedar bucket, jump up and down. We'll make hot sauce with our bare feet if we have to to keep this gentleman happy. Come on, everybody, homemade hot sauce. So this guy was just left in the lurch. Uh, totally unsatisfied. You knew he was going to be pissed. He wasn't going to enjoy his meal as much after he'd waited 10 minutes to get it at a crowded place. He could have gone somewhere else. He probably had that argument in his own head as he was a, geez, do I go to, do I go to Carl's Jr.? 
oh, they got that good thing I like. But that, what Wendy's? Wendy's has that biscuit and bacon and egg breakfast. Oh, but McDonald's that hot sauce. Oh, you know, the hot sauce trumps it. The hot sauce. If it wasn't the hot sauce, I'd go to Wendy's. But but it's that hot sauce. It's just so brings my mouth alive. It's tangy. It's tingly. It just it's the perfect accent. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go. It's, it's an extra mile out of my way, but it, it's worth it because I'm going to get that hot sauce. <laughs> and then cut to it. I'm going to hot sauce. I don't even want to come to this place. God damn it. So that's my question of the day. Life is full of those little details, and it just doesn't happen, you know, with hot sauce. It happens when you when you uh, get buy a plane ticket. It happens when you go to a restaurant. It happens when you meet a date, you know, maybe you're expecting them to look a certain way or behave a certain way. Maybe you're expecting a big kiss at the end of the night. You don't get on on a date in a movie, you know, took an olive garden and I got her the extra breadsticks. And even though they were free, I had to watch her eat them. I didn't even get a frigging kiss at the end. So are you one of these people that's agitated and annoyed and get angry at the small little details that don't come true. The Harland Highway question of the day. The Harland Highway question of the day. Hot sauce. Hot sauce. Hot sauce. Hot sauce. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, McDonald's has just the kind of breakfast you need. Hot sauce. We'll serve you fast, too. You can eat slow, talk to your friends, and still be to work on time. What about hot sauce? You got hot sauce? That goddamn hot sauce. What do you mean you don't have hot sauce? I came all the way in here. I drove, I drove five extra miles to get some goddamn hot sauce. You don't have hot sauce, huh? Well, how would you like to meet my high-powered fucking rifle, huh? I'll shoot this fucking place up. Give me my fucking hot sauce. I want my fucking hot sauce. Give me my fucking hot sauce. Mailbag in a while, so I thought we'd better get to it. It's getting full, and uh, people have been writing in. And let's let's just get let's get right to it. By the way, if you ever want to write to me, you can write uh, to me at harlowwilliams.com. We have a contact page on there. And here is our first letter. This is from Nate. Nate writes and says, "The whale song." Hey, Harland. Bracket Sonar Williams. I was so glad to finally find your podcast. I've been a fan since I was seven. Wow, when I saw you in Down Periscope. I just have to ask, can you still do the whale song? All the best, Nate. Well, thank you, Nate. Um, Down Periscope was a submarine movie I did with Kelsey Grammer and Lauren Holly and uh, uh, William H. Macy and uh, some really fun people. Um Bruce Dern was in it. Um, just some really fun people in that movie. 
And uh, I played a sonar man who, who listened underwater. And at some point in the movie, I had to make a whale call. And I'll try and do a little bit of it. It hurts my voice to do it because I have to get a high-pitched voice going. But here's a little sample, mate. There you go. Little whale song for you, Nate. Thanks for joining the uh, Harland Highway. You're now officially a pavement pounder. Tell your friends and uh, keep on singing whale songs, buddy. Yeah, man. I love it. 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 Let's see what else we got here. Um, Here is a letter from... Oh, we have a a female pavement pounder. Here we go. Harlan. This is from Jen in Jersey. Jen in Jersey. That That sounds like it could be like a thing. A gin and jersey. Sounds like it could be a cocktail drink. Yeah, bartender, could I have a gin and jersey, please? Yeah, on the rocks and a little bit of salt around the edges. Yeah. Oh, mate, you know what, bartender? Give me two gin and jerseys. My girlfriend just showed up. Um, Harland, I am a woman. Yes, you are, Jen. I am a woman, and I just wanted to say I agree wholeheartedly with your rant about the pussification of men in movies and TV. I like when a man is the hero and saves the woman as well. Anyways, I just thought you should hear a woman's perspective. Jen in Jersey. P.S. You get the best guests. LOL. Well, first of all, Jen, thank you for that. It's so nice to hear a woman's perspective about that. Because when I do say that, I'm not trying to be sexist or I'm not trying to be anti-women. But I am trying to say is that, you know, there are roles for men and there are roles for women. And leave the damn roles for men alone. Let men be tough guy, badass heroes. Let them have some testosterone. Let them let them be the lead. Let them dominate in a movie. It's a movie. Guess what, world? A lot of women still like a man to dominate. Because a man's being dominant doesn't mean he disrespects her or thinks he's smarter than her or wants to put her head on the ground and put his boot on her neck. No. It just means in certain situations, sometimes men are dominant. And and now it seems these days a lot of movie studios are afraid to show men being dominant. And it pisses me off and... And uh, I think it pisses a lot of men off, and it was great to hear a, a woman uh, send in her perspective and say the same thing. So there you go, Jen. Love it. Thank you for that that letter. It's uh, you know it kind of it's nice to hear that that a woman wouldn't be mad at my uh, my perspective and that. Um, all right, let's do another letter. Who do we got here? This is Johnny Tapia. Ooh, I almost said tilapia, which is a fish. Improv in Ontario. If I only had a brain. My wife and I had a great time at the improv in Ontario, California. You had me laughing from the time you started in on Bruce Gender. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Gen- Bruce Gender. It had been a long time since we had been to the improv, so for you to be the one to welcome us back was the best way I ever. Loved your show. And I wear my magic fuck off t-shirt proudly. Well, thank you very much, Johnny Tilapia. 
Um, I recently did a stand-up show in uh, Ontario, California at the Improv, and at the time, the whole Bruce Jenner thing was getting hot, and I called him Bruce Gender, and uh, did some jokes about that. And uh, and then at the end of the show, I I, I sell uh, I sell my magic fuck off T-shirt. I've told you guys about it. It's a bunch of random letters, two rows of letters, and when you fold the bottom letters into the top letters, it says fuck off. So if you're walking down the street and some idiot goes, "Hey man, what's your shirt say? I don't I don't get it." You're like, you really want to know? Yeah, well, what's it say? Here, let me show you. And then you fold it, and boom! They get a big fuck off. And it, it's a great shirt it, it, to burn your friends, abuse your family, everyone. Um, but outside of that, there's another customer that really uh, seemed to enjoy my stand-up comedy show. If you haven't seen me do stand-up live, you're depriving yourself. Um, people seem to love it. I love doing it. It's infectious. So uh, please check my website, harlowwilliams.com, and you can find out my upcoming stand-up comedy dates. Thank you for that letter, Johnny Tilapia. Even though I know it's not Tilapia, I just wanted to say it. Um, Here's another one. Let's see what we got here. This is from Mike. The subject is fudge. Dude, Harland, where the fudge is fudgy-wudgy fudge face part 14. Get on that, corn cob. Um, trickle, coca mocha, kappa mocha, latte, pacino, fudge-faced weasel with pumpernickels, trussel, stroopwaffle, Dutch oven long of a corn cob pipe, chicken doodle, chocolate covered with cinnamon. I'm exhausted. But that's what he wrote. That's what he wrote. That's what Mike wrote. Uh... And Mike, when he says Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face, he's referring to my independent movie I did called Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face. It was a four-hour-long epic movie. It took me six years to shoot and direct and write and edit. I did everything on this movie. And because it's so long, what I do is every week I put up five fresh minutes of the movie chronologically. And so if uh, if uh, if you join my YouTube channel... You can see uh, each five-minute clip as it comes out every week, but I suggest you start at clip number one so you can follow the story. Uh, Even though if you do jump in in the middle, it's still a lot of fun, uh, I recommend you start at the top and work your way through. Ooh, listen to that. There's a leaf blower at my window. Oh, man. I'm getting a blowjob right now. Did you hear that? Uh, so thank you, Mike. And yes, some 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 weeks I'm a little late posting the uh, the uh, fudgy wudgy fudge face clips because I'm traveling or I I just get so busy I don't have time for it, and I do apologize. Um, but uh, I will uh, you know I, I will try to be as prompt as I can. And uh, thank you for enjoying fudgy wudgy fudge face. Tell your friends. And uh, like I said, you guys, get on uh, my YouTube channel. You can subscribe. There's a subscription button at the bottom of my homepage at harlanwilliams.com. Okay, moving along. John Dunn sent me not only a letter, but a picture. Wow, this is fun. John Dunn sent me a picture of a guy taking a turn in his car and using his arm. He's got his arm out his car window, clearly signaling to somebody to stop or move or go. And I had done a whole um, podcast segment about people using their arms while they're driving to change the rules of traffic. P- 
people seem to believe that their arm has superpowers. They can just stick their arm out and everyone has to, oh, he's got his arm out, stop. But I'm, I'm going to the hospital. I'm having a baby. I don't care. Stop. But I'm in the ambulance. We've got the lights going in the side. It doesn't matter. He's got his arm out. You can't go. So uh, John sent me a hilarious picture of a guy in a car shoving his arm out the window. And John's letter reads, this dude is using his arm to turn left, but his blinker is working just fine. <laughs> so maybe he was, this is the thing, John, he was probably doing something else. His blinker's working fine, but he probably was like trying to signal to another car or somebody that he was doing something. That's, that's why I don't like the arm thing. It's not part of the rules. But a hilarious picture. Thanks for taking the time, John Dunn, to send me um, send me that great uh, that great picture. Okay, good stuff. Let's 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 move along here. Some great letters, guys. I really appreciate you guys writing me. By the way, it's it's fun to get your feedback on the show. I play a lot of your phone calls, and uh, I don't get to your letters as much. So here we go. This one is from K A. Capital K, capital A. Subject, Podcast 679. Harland, I just wanted to add my two cents to your dating advice. Here's the thing. Yes, some women think the bad boy is more exciting. However, from my experience, even the nice guy can be just as much of an ass as the bad boy can. I hold fast to the manner of thinking. If you can't like me for who I am, what I look like, etc., then you don't need to be in my life. That's always been my philosophy, and since my divorce, I hold even stronger to it. The caller should just be himself. What if he ends up with someone who fell for his persona only to find that he is completely different? So if he's nice, he should stay nice. He'll find the right one. And for the record, not everyone has a one-night stand. Just a side note, I am visiting Canada for the first time ever, and yes, Canadians I've met so far have been very nice to me. I've yet to meet a really mean one, with the exception of an older gentleman that yelled at me in French. No clue what he said. Any suggestions for fun things to do in Toronto? Have a great night. Ah, oh, well, thank you, K.A. I think it's Kaylee who wrote in to me. Um, unfortunately, I'm reading this letter a little bit late, so I'm, I'm guessing you already did your trip through Toronto. So I won't go into that, but um, your letter was in reference to a Canadian man that a few podcasts back on Podcast 679 had left me a phone call, which I played on Podcast 679, where he's saying, Harland, I'm having trouble, you know, connecting with women because I've, I'm Canadian and I've got the Canadian nice guy thing. And he goes... I get the dates, but I can't seem to close the deal. The girls think I'm just a nice guy and want to be buddies, blah, blah, blah. And so I gave him a little advice. I, I said, you know, don't ever lose being the nice guy, but maybe try being a little more forceful. Maybe try being a little more of a bad boy. Maybe suggest things that are a little more direct. And, and Kayla, I agree with you. You should never kind of make up a persona. But it doesn't hurt to add to your repertoire. I mean, you can be a super nice guy, uh, but at the same time, there's no reason you can't have another side of you that's a little edgier. And sometimes that's something you might have to cultivate or build. Because if you're just intrinsically nice all the time, 
and let's say you get married or you have a girlfriend and for whatever reason in the bedroom she likes to be a little naughtier maybe she wants you to do use dirty words maybe she wants you to say nasty things and and you're just like oh i i can't i can't say that i i i want to be a dentist you know you're like that little elf from the rudolph cartoon i want to be a dentist my name's melvin um and so sometimes even though you're nice you you know it's like it's like i think everyone has to have kind of uh, kind of a naughty side to them. And, uh, you know, in the bedroom or when you're making out or whatever, you might need to switch gears. So I'm not saying abandon being a nice guy. Don't create a fake personality that, you know, that, you know, surprises your partner down the road when they go, wait a minute, you're not really like this. Um, but just add it onto what you have and hopefully they, uh, hopefully they enjoy it and it, and it, it enhances your relationship. It enhances some of your experiences and all that stuff. So, uh, but I do appreciate your perspective and you're not wrong, but, um, you know, sometimes you get, you got to, uh, put a little spice. You got to put a little spice spice in the chili you know what i'm saying okay let's do let's do just a couple more here we, we were getting getting deep into the mailbag here here we go who's this is from richard stevens the subject is coconut carrot man spreading juice coconut carrot man spreading juice okay this should be interesting uh the message is hey harland love the show long time listener since 2010 thank you Big fan indeed from the first time I met you at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood in 2001 at Comedy Camp with Jamie Masada, who set us up as young comedians at the time. Yes, that was uh, Jamie did a comedy camp for young kids at his comedy club, the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. And I used to go in and talk to the kids and try to mentor them and give them advice and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's good to hear from you, Richard. Um... Let's continue with your letter. Anyhow, bud, I could spread the love all day long, but this topic is begging to be talked about, which is manspreading. Uh-oh. I just heard about this topic in New York where people are getting arrested for spreading their legs, comma, pants, shorts, while in public. For instance, in the subway. What the hell happened to our rights, man? I feel like my days of free-balling are over. Please tell me how you feel as my genitals are pleading the fifth till further notice. Much love always, Richard. Wow, Richard, you, you, need, to, you need to sit down and do a Sharon Stone, dude. You need, to, you, need to spread those, you need to spread those wings and fly, baby. You just need to find a strip club and... Just ask the ask the, the owner if even though you're a dude, say, dude, I'll give you forty bucks. Can I just go sit on the edge of the stage and spread eagle and flap my legs open and shut? I, I gotta get it out. Um, if this is the case, I have yet to hear about this man spreading thing. First of all, it's kind of a vile sounding thing. I don't want to really hear man spreading, but but if people aren't allowed to sit with their legs open in public, like on the subway or at a restaurant or in a mall, I mean, come on. This, this, this country's already got so many restrictions. I'm, I'm right at the edge of 
revoking the title The Land of the Free. But if they start trying to tell us how we can sit, sitting with one's legs open is a natural posture. Even women will sit with their legs open if they're wearing a pantsuit or slacks or, or shorts or whatever. It's not vile. It's not disgusting. And the problem is that what happens is small groups of people, sometimes it only takes one, one person or a small group of people will start saying things. They'll, they'll write a letter to their congressperson. They're a busybody. They're oversensitive. They're annoying. And all of a sudden, you know, two or three people start to dictate public policy. And we see it a lot. You pick your poison, man. There are things from all, all over the gamut where small groups of people are imposing their wishes, their point of view, their lifestyle onto the rest of the people that really don't seem to have a voice anymore. So um, I suggest to you, buddy, that, um, you know, if you want to sit around with your legs wide open, you do it. In fact, I I would say even try to monetize it. Like, you know, since you're going to be making the big spread, approach companies, approach corporations like Coca-Cola, Burger King, you know, places like that. And since you're going to be spreading for the world to see, put some advertisement between your legs. So when you open, you know, you have the Burger King logo and it says home of the Whopper. Maybe you got the Coke logo. It's the real thing. Maybe you're advertising for the milk board and you open your legs and on the, 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 the inner thigh of your shorts, it says got milk, whatever, you know, Wendy's hot and juicy, Whatever you want, man. You know, use it. Work it. This is America. Ain't no one going to tell me how to sit. I'll sit on America's face if I have to. I mean, that's what we should do. Me and you and all the other people that are pissed off at this manspreading thing, we should all plant, get a bus and go to, like, Mount Rushmore, and we should all get, like, crotchless panties and climb up on Mount Rushmore with ropes, and we should all just sit on the faces of the founding fathers with our with our <laughs> with our <laughs> crotchless panties, and just manspread right on their face, sit on their nostrils, sit on their big fat lips. Let's just all sit in a circle on Abraham Lincoln's giant stone mole, and just like spin around in a and do a manspread circle and chant. Man spread, man spread, man spread, man spread, man spread. We've got to uprise. We, we've got to spread. We have got to spread like Skippy peanut butter across a loaf of white Wonder Bread. That's what we've got to spread like. So thank you. Thank you, Richard Stevens, for alerting all us men out there. And gentlemen, all of you that are listening... We urge you to spread proud and freely and pointy. Wait, what? All right, excellent letter. Thank you, thank you, Stephen, for the manspread letter. Wow, that's intense, man. That's some intense stuff. All right, let's do the last letter here. This is fun. I love hearing from you guys. So all the letters are so different. Here's a letter from Amber Dizio. 
It's an interesting name. Ditz, it might be Italian. Ditizio. Amber Ditizio. Uh, Amber says, uh, children's books. Hello, this message is for Harland. I am looking for an illustrator for my children's book series and have been unable to find someone to bring my characters to life as they so need to be. I think Harlan could give these characters life and make them funny to the kids. If interested, please contact me back. Thanks so much, Amber Ditizio. Well, oh my God. So I just I just uh, did answer you back, Amber. I wrote you an email and said, Hey, Amber, have you been published before? Because um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, one of my things that I've done in my life is I've written and illustrated uh, about nine or ten children's books, a few of which are available uh, at the web store at harlowilliams.com. I write them and I do all the artwork inside them. And uh, that's been a fun thing for me. I haven't had time to do a lot lately, but, um, you know, when I have had time to do them, it's been a blast. And so um, the reason I'm, I'm asking Amber if she's been published before is because, you know, a lot of people, just about every second person you meet is like, oh, I've got an idea for a kid's book. Okay, a little baby chicken and a little baby bunny rabbit, and they go inside a pumpkin and they live there and they go in, you know, it's like, you know, so many people have kids' books ideas, and, and, and so I get approached a lot by people, you know, saying, hey, can, can we get together? Can we do a kids' book together? And, and so, um, you know, it's just too much work to do it from the ground up. But if, if a person is already established, if a person already has a publishing deal, if a person is a legitimate, proven, tried-and-true uh, children's author, um, then that makes the decision easier because I know I'm dealing with a real thing and I'm not I'm not working from nowhere trying to get something published. So I wrote you back, Amber, and uh, I don't know if I'd have time for something like that, but you never know. Um, I'd be willing to uh, see what you've been up to. Maybe you have a website or something, and I can check out what uh, your, your history is, what your work is, and maybe, just maybe, something happens. I don't know. Or maybe not, but it's uh, it's a great. Thanks for reaching out. I'm I'm I should say I'm honored that you would think of me to uh, be uh, the one to uh, to to illustrate your work. I mean, when you're an, when you're a writer and you uh, you have to bring an illustrator into the fold to create kind of the vision of your words. That's a very special uh, honor to be have bestowed upon you because you're you're taking someone's written words and bringing them to life visually. And you can't take that lightly. You've got to have someone whose style you like, someone's humor, someone's wit, someone's... There's a lot of elements into the artwork that you have to factor in. So, indeed a compliment that Amber would even consider yours truly. So, we'll see where that goes. We'll keep you posted. And like I said, I emailed Amber back. So, we'll find out. So, that's it, Raj. I think that should be our last letter. Um, and, uh, let's close up the old mailbag guys. Thanks so much for writing in. It is a real pleasure to hear from you guys. Uh, you can write me at harlandwilliams.com and, uh, there is a contact page on there and just write, write whatever you want. It can be about anything you want. Obviously I can never get to them all, but I try to get to them when I can. So Raj, close it up. That's it. The mailbag, the Harland Highway mailbag. 
man spread. spread. Man spread. Ah, uh, yes, man spread. Sounds like a, a new type of topping, doesn't it? It sounds like a new type of, uh, you know, you got your jams, your jellies, your peanut butters, your Nutella, and now delicious man spread with nuts. Wait, what? Um, hey, once again, thank you for all your letters, guys. Keep them coming. And if you ever want to uh, call to me and leave a voicemail, if, if you're just too damn lazy, too damn lazy to be writing, well, y'all can y'all can pick up the, t- the telephone, the hello box, and, and j- just just leave me a letter now. Leave, I mean, leave me a phone call now, a phone message now. 323-739-4330. 323-739-4330 is the number. And um, love hearing from you guys either way. Um, and uh, just to get you, <coughs> excuse me, I swallowed a bug. Just to get you up to date on my stand-up touring, yes, uh, go to harlemwilliams.com and check out my uh, my stand-up tour link to find out where I will be performing. But if you're in the uh, East Coast, New Jersey, New York area, I will be at Levity Live starting tonight in West Nyack, New York, which is just outside of Man- Manhattan, Manhattan. Um, New York Levity Live, great comedy club, Thursday, uh, July 9th through the 12th, and uh, it is going to be killer. <coughs> going to have a blast. Um, get your tickets at harlemwilliams.com, and uh, hope we see you there. Uh, and then July 19th for one night only, if you're in uh, uh, British, British Columbia, Canada, I will be at the Pemberton Music Festival Doing stand-up comedy there, uh, one show only. I think it's at like 6 p.m. in the evening. It's kind of early, so uh, interesting. Um, and then uh, later that week, July 23rd to 25th, catch yours truly in Montreal, Quebec, Canada at the Montreal Comedy Festival. And then the only other stand-up gig I have for the rest of the summer is in August, August 20. To 23rd in Irvine, California at the Improv at the Spectrum. They put a great big new stand-up comedy club in there. 600 people can fit in that sucker. So you better bring a lot of friends because um, we want to fill it. I want to fill it. I want to manspread it. I just want I want to look out into that crowd and see 600 manspreads. That's what I want. Time to make a stand against spreading. Stand and spread. No, sit and spread. No, stand up for spread. No, sit down for spreading. That's what I meant to say. Um, so while you're at the website, check out the harlandwilliams.com store. We have shirts. Get the magic fuck off t-shirt I told you about earlier. It is a blast. I'm telling you, complete strangers will walk up to you and ask you what the hell your shirt says. And you just... Zap them. You fold the two. You fold the shirt up, and it says "fuck off," and it's a lot of fun. There's not many shirts that have a hidden secret message in them. So, uh, if you want to see how it works, go to the store, and there's I put a video up of me actually uh, doing the little trick, and you'll see just how easy and fun it is. And you can order your shirt right there online. Also, have some of my kids' books there what we talked about earlier. Uh, if you want to get some of those, all kinds of stuff. Check it out, if you will. 
and uh, appreciate that. Um, also, check me out, Harland Williams at Twitter and Harland Williams at Periscope. If you're not on my Periscope channel, you're missing out on a lot of silly, funny little skits that I do. I've been starting to do a lot of weird characters on my Periscope. So uh, check it out. Have fun. And um, it's going to be cool, man. So there you go, guys. I hope your summer's going great. Thanks for uh, being on the podcast with me today. And until next time, don't forget to manspread and chicken. Chow man, baby.